This is Austin Real Estate Investing. Austin Real Estate Investing. We'll be discussing real estate investing in Austin, Texas, and bringing you experts from all different sectors of the real estate game. Your host, Jordan Moorhead, is a real estate agent and investor in Austin and is here to help you get started or to build your portfolio and explore new strategies. Hi, this is Austin Real Estate Investing. This is Jordan Moorhead, and today I've got Edgar Torres here, who's involved with almost everything to do with real estate here in Austin, and he's going to tell you all about that and then all about himself. Hey, Edgar, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, Jordan. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm really, really excited. Thank it's you my so first podcast. Yeah, thank you for coming on. We really love to hear you your story here, and I'm excited to learn more about you. Um, can you tell us real quick, just in a nutshell, who you are, how you ended up in Austin, and then how you're involved with real estate investing? Okay, again, uh, my name is Edgar Torres. Uh, I end up in Austin. Just, uh, I want to do a, a lifestyle change uh, where, uh, where it was hotter, meaning like the, the weather, more warm, because mm -hmm. I, I used to live in, in Maryland, and in Maryland it was uh, cold. A lot of cold, and um, I lived there for 15 years. Then uh, my brother he moved first here in, in to Austin about 2012, 11, something like that. So I visited Austin a few times. Uh, I didn't like at the beginning because uh, I was more in the in the Manor area, and it was uh, when Manor was nothing. Uh, they didn't have anything over there, so it was the the dried out uh, season. So I didn't like it for about four years. Then I started, my brother, he took me to, to uh, places around Austin, the, the north side, the, the west side, south side, the Salt Lake, the Lake Travis, the 360. Oh my God. So I fell in love with, uh, with Austin since then. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's wonderful here. I love it. Yeah, it is. I, I, am, I feel your pain. I spent a, a few years in Minneapolis, St. Paul. So very cold. Uh, not as much going on as Austin and absolutely refreshing to move to a place like Austin. Everything is going on. The place is growing like crazy and it doesn't really have a winter. So that's yeah. awesome. Correct. Yes. Uh, the first year I moved here, it was September and it was turning gray and I, got, I started getting chills because my body was telling me the winter is coming, but the winter never came. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So, Edgar, how are you involved with real estate investing here in Austin? I know we talked a little bit before this, and it sounds like you're doing quite a bit, but could you just right. tell our listeners what you do here in Austin and how you're involved in real estate? So, yes, uh, and, and they will come along with the, with the moving to Austin. Uh, when I moved here, I moved from Maryland, and I was doing flips and wholesale over there, rentals. Then I moved to Austin, and I uh, people asked me, do you have any contact? Do you have any, any resources? Uh, and I didn't. I didn't have any resources. I didn't have no contacts. I, I didn't know the market. It was this great. Um, so my, my game plan when I moved here, it was like, okay, I want to do flips, right? Because that was uh, what I can do the best. I, my background is in construction and I don't flip before. And I was like, okay, for me to find a, a flip, it will take me about two to three months. Uh, I, and it will take me another four months to six months to fix it. And like two months to sell it, right? So it would be a total of eight months to carry a project. And I was like, well, I don't think that's going to be the best. 
because um, what if I'm going to be making money in, in the meantime, eight months without income? I was like, nope, I don't think that's going to be the, the best. So what the first thing when I moved here, I, I um, put my, my house, my apartment in place with my wife. Uh, from, from then I started working. The first week um, I landed into a very, very, very good deal and I wholesale the property. Um, it was a very interesting um, deal where the, the owner was in Mexico. Uh, he wasn't able to come back to, to the US. Uh, the wife wasn't here. They were losing the house. They already give up on the property. So long story short, I end up in Mexico, taking this guy to, to the USA embassy to sign the documents. Uh, and that was my first deal in Austin. Wow. That, that's very, very, very short version of, of the deal. Yeah. So you, you went to Mexico, yes. you came to the embassy and got him to sign the documents. So you really went to any lengths to get that yes. first contract signed. Yes, I uh, I put uh, about twenty thousand dollars on on the property without guarantees, um, but it was a risk I took, and I, I did very well on that on that first deal. So since then, I, I like you asked me what I have been doing here in Austin, and I focused into wholesaling the first I think six months when I moved to Austin in two thousand eighteen. Then I, I I I got an opportunity to do a quick flip, paint countertops change uh, flooring i think what well, that was it i uh, did great uh it was a re- really quick flip and make like twenty thousand uh, dollars and at the time i have a partner and he was asking edgar why uh why we don't have any any wholesale this month and i told him because we were focusing to the flip so that's one of the things that also is 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 uh is not easy to deal when you have a, a, a you don't everything yourself right when you yes. do the flip and you do the marketing, you do the call, you do the manage, management on the contractors. Mm-hmm. So that was the combination at the beginning, uh, more into wholesaling. And, uh, the flips were, were coming along the, the process, uh, what I was establishing my, my business here in Austin. Okay. And you said you've done a couple other things too. So, you know, you said something about you've done some buy and hold. Um, You've just gotten some lots to build on. And then you also mentioned an RV park. I'd love to learn more about the RV park part. Right. So one of the things I, I can tell the people who are going to be watching or they're watching right now is um, it's good to have, uh, like they say, you want to focus in something, focus totally into the project that you're doing, right? You want to do wholesale, you do wholesale. You want to do flip, you do wholesale, flips. It's good, right? But in this market, also market is very, very different than other markets. I hear people when I move here that they they try to do wholesale, and and they didn't have success, right? Because that was the only thing they were focusing. And I start, uh, I mean, I already my my background in the real estate was into rentals, um, the the flipping and and wholesale. So I had the experience. So when I move here and I see the same thing. I see the opportunity and, and I took it. Uh, I closed in a um, manufactured home in December and it, it had a 1.5 acre lot in Del Valle. So I got that one and I fixed it and, and I was supposed to rent it for about 1700 and I ended up renting it for $2,000. Very, very large um, manufactured home, uh, 2,500 square foot Whoa. manufactured home. And he's sitting on 1.5 acres. 
So that's one of the lots I'm looking also to develop into RVs. But next to that lot, I got another another uh, property that right now has um, one single family, two tiny homes, and six RV pads uh, for RVs. Uh, which they are the tiny homes and the single family, they're not in the best conditions. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm mating um, right now into what to do with those, like use wipe them out and use the, the, the whole the whole RV. But according to the engineers I talked to and the designers, uh, the lot will hold about 20, 20 paths for RVs, which is not a huge, huge RV park, but I think it's a, it's a great beginning. Uh, for somebody like me that I didn't have any experience on, on that. And uh, people ask me, hey, do you know anything RVs? And I, I told my investor because I have private investors. I tell them, no, I don't know anything. But I will find, I, I want to figure it out myself. Um, there, there's a consultant or some, somebody um, referred to me and I've been reaching out to him for about 10 times. I haven't got any answer from him. So... Since there's no one who's gonna really guide me into this, I, I wanna do it myself. The same way I don't flip, the same way I don't wholesale, um, is the same thing, the same way I wanna do this because uh, yeah, I think I have some mentors, but at the end of the day, I, I was the one who done the, the the performing on the process. Yeah, that's really cool. So you're thinking you can maybe take it from six to eight units or sorry you say nine to 20. Have you wanted to be part of GoBundance, the tribe of millionaires, but just haven't hit that millionaire status yet? Well, now you can, not even being a millionaire, by joining our new program, GoBundance Emerge. My name's Jamie Gruber, creator of GoBundance Emerge and member of the GoBundance community. And now you can join GoBundance.com slash Emerge, GoBundance.com slash Emerge. Use code Jordan for $100 off this 12-week goal-setting program and mastermind that'll propel you to being a whole-life millionaire. Yes, uh, there are six uh, paths right now, six, six uh, spaces for RVs. Yep. Um, but the... The two tiny homes and one single family. So re- according to the designers, I can remove the the, the tiny homes, the single family, uh, and use um, start from scratch because the the on the property there are two septic tanks oh. that more likely they will hold about uh, 14 units, 14 uh, RVs. But to maximize the space, uh, I think I need I need to relocate the uh, the septic and I need to remove a water well. That is in the property to maximize the the space on the on the property and 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 I have I, I can connect from the city uh, water from the city and I can relocate the the septic in a better location where where uh, is better fit for the design on on the RV layout. Cool, that sounds awesome. Um, where is that property in the Austin area, if you don't mind me asking? It's in Del Valle. Okay. Yep. Yeah. You said that. I'm sorry. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Um, So Edgar, you know, I know you you came down here. You said your brother was here, correct? My brother. Yeah. He's in here. Now I have like three brothers here and my sister. So most of my family is here now in Austin. Yeah. So why did you guys choose to come to Austin? What initially drew him to Austin? So his wife, uh, my sister-in-law, she she grew up here in Austin. Oh. We're original from Mexico, mm-hmm. a place called San Luis Potosí, right in the middle of Mexico. Okay. Uh, and, and she grew up here, and uh, she had all her family. 
so he was living in, in Austin, Baltimore with us. And in 2012, they also the wife was in, in, in Baltimore. And after they get married, they moved there. Then, but they want they want to come back here to Austin because of the weather, the culture, the food, the accessibility to Mexico. Uh, they can I mean you can go on any day you want from here to Mexico, and it's um, pretty easy to travel. Versus in Baltimore, it would take a, a whole day just to travel from places to places. Yeah, absolutely. We're a little bit better located to get, get to central Mexico than Baltimore, that's for sure. Correct, yeah. So you were doing some real estate investing in Baltimore. What attracted you to real estate investing? So um, I when I moved to Baltimore, I was 17 and I went to high school for two years. Then um, I graduated from high school, not speaking English. Right. I, I, I learned English through a sales uh, company I, I, I worked for. It was a, a network marketing, MLM. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where I learned about entrepreneurship. Uh, that's where I learned my English. And when I was in high school, I, I started working on doing hanging drywall. And uh, I, I'm at, I was, what, 19 when I started my, my, my first uh, business. Uh, uh, hanging drywall, and the, the the guys who hired us, me and my brothers, I always remember going into their houses and and see these really really ugly houses, <laughs> really bad houses in Baltimore. Uh, and we put drywall, and after we went back over there to do some other touch ups after the the finish, we see the house turning into a, a great great properties, and I will see envision myself into the same position as the as the the boss who hires us to do the drywall. And I, I I'm in contact with them still with few of my of my customers and I always appreciate them. And I, I'm I'm very grateful that they they hired me and, and they didn't know that they were giving me that vision, but I told them thanks for for inspiring me into into the real estate. That's awesome. So were they flipping these houses or were they holding them as rentals, you know? Uh, one of them was uh, doing work for other people. I, I think they were doing um, fixing the houses for Section Eight. Some of them were for fix and, and sell. Some of them were for just buy and holds. But there was all kinds of properties. Yep. Cool. That's it. Yeah. So you started working on the properties, and you said, "Man, I should do this. This is a good Correct. idea." That's yeah. really cool, man. Yeah, I was looking. I always was looking for my way out to uh, the regular. Uh, those kind of, those kind of uh, business, like when I was, I'm still self-employee and I do most of the things myself, but hanging drywall, doing physical work, I think I, I did it for seven years and it was hard. Yeah. So when people tell me that this is hard, the, the real estate world, I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't know what is hard. So <laughs> this, this thing is easy. It's super easy. It's um, sometimes it's stressful, but it's simple. Yeah, I think it's good to do hard work when you're younger. I I did a lot of restoration work, so I tore out the drywall and cleaned up the mold and did stuff like that. Yeah, um, but it, I think it's good to work hard and work long hours, and then you appreciate like you're talking about where we get to sit here and and talk on Zoom. You know, that's Correct. Very hard. This is not hard. Yeah, that, that's when you ask me how I want to do this. I mean, you tell me what to do. I mean, like, yeah. I'm just enjoying working from home. Just, just wonderful, wonderful times uh, for my career. Yes. 
And you asked me how I started in real estate. So that was, was the beginning of my vision. Mm-hmm. But how I started was because uh, I partnered with my best friend uh, and we started a scaffold business in 2009. And after a few years, um, uh, saving money out of that, the business, uh, we started buying real estate, I think it was 2012. Mm-hmm. And we bought, um, uh, there were like three units that we bought. One of them, I, uh, re- I rehab it and we turn it into our office and training facility for a scaffold business that we had. We saved enough money to, to buy more properties and that's how we started into the real estate. Funny thing that my partner didn't believe me at the time and I was, was pushing, right? Because I was telling Henry, Henry, look, let's do real estate, let's do real estate, let's do real estate. And he was focusing to the scaffold business, which was good. We went from from zero to five million in in growth in two years Whoa. at the age of uh, of twenty four, so it was pretty pretty legit doing something like that with him. But uh, I always see the opportunity in real estate and also having the money. We have the savings. We didn't spend the money on on, on crazy stuff that a twenty four old boy would do with <laughs> with having responsibilities. So I think we did great and and we invest our money. And that's how, how we start. That's awesome, man. So yeah. you're making all this money in your business. And you said, hey, guy, let's, or Henry, your partner, let's Henry. invest this money. And you started to put it into real estate. So, you know, that's, unfortunately, you know, there's all these these books and programs out there that say you can do real estate with no or low money down. And you can, there's ways to do it. But it works a lot better if you have money. So if you have money, you can go buy a bunch of deals and get better deals than people that don't have any money and have to get real creative to find their deals. In my opinion, usually what I see. Correct. I, I'm very uh, good at studying. and, and I mean, I, I would say studying, meaning like some books, right? No, like I didn't went to college and all that stuff. Yeah. But like that, no, 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 no money down or no zero money to start flipping. I mean, uh, to start into real estate. Yes, it is. It is true. But I mean, how many people start with that money, man? How many? Like, I think that's that's the the the, the book uh, writers. They that's a hook for to sell their books. <laughs> and that's I don't know. I don't know who who start with that money, man. I, I just don't. I've actually gotten deals with very low money down after I've done a lot of deals putting money down and then right. the deals just showed up that were the low money down deals. Um, but I don't think I would have had those deals presented to me or those opportunities presented to me had I not shown that I can do deals and I'm going to close and make your life easy. So, right. I don't those deals also myself. I'm like, but many years in the career, right? And I said, like, oh, this is the, the deal that they were, they mentioned that without money, you can buy a house, right? Mm-hmm. And I bought a house. I mean, I did a flip. I, I spent about half a million with with the um, purchase and renovation here in Austin. And I didn't bring any other money for, for the acquisition and the rehab. I have an investor who, who brought me the money. And I was like, oh, this is what they talk about, right? Yeah. <laughs> but how much work it take you to to get into that state where people believe in you, the network that you had to create to to believe in you, and and you had to perform for people to really trust the uh, the money to you, unless you're already successful in other careers or you're a good person and you have really good network. When you say, "Hey, I want to start real estate," give me I don't know a hundred thousand dollars, and I 
I want to invest it into it. I think that that that, that probably you can do it more likely, but it's it's not it's not very often when people start real estate without without money out of their pockets. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of low down payment ways to get started, like be a house hacking or buying a house to live in and fixing it up. Um, but yeah, like you said, most people start with money and then further down the road, they're able to not use their own money because they've shown, hey, I can do this. Here's my track record. So yeah, and I mentioned about the business that we started when I was 24 and I I had to do the math, but I bought my, my, my first property in 2009 uh, and and I had roommates on my on my property, so I was making all this money, but I was living on the on the low means. So I don't know how they say that, but I was living in the basement on the townhome I bought, and I, I rented the, the second floor to to a family or roommates, right? And I was living in the basement, paying like three hundred dollars a month on my mortgage. Yeah, and and I was I mean I at the age of twenty four. Uh, I was making good money, um, but I didn't spend the money on, on nonsense stuff. I I always been, I would say, it's more on, on my money. Yeah, that's the way to go, man. You got to make as much as you can and then obviously save as much as you can. So if your expenses are high and your earnings are high, you end up zero. But if your expenses, or sorry, earnings are real high, your expenses are really low, you've got a lot of extra to invest and grow. Correct, yes. So I love that. Um, Edgar, you've seen a ton of deals. Sounds like you've done a ton of deals. Can you give us advice about a bad deal or how to avoid a bad deal that you see? A bad deal, um, I would say uh, a bad deal, you will, I mean, the numbers will, will make sense when you buy, right? Mm -hmm. And when you start doing the flip, let's say we're talking about fix and flip, then you start probably removing walls, right? And how you cannot, how how can you see that, right? That's that's gonna be something that that you gotta cut up on with experience or have an extra caution on on the um, on the renovation. But uh, uh, one of the I was a bad deal that I got into. Uh, I, this uh, this property I was uh, dealing with the owner, and he was an elder elder gentleman, right? And all the time when I was dealing with him, there was the sun with him on, at the property. And I, I thought everything was clear. The, 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 the purchase price, the deposit, and everything was clear with him on the sun. But uh, for those, some reason, I felt something wasn't right. So I was always looking for the, the, other, the other people, the other kids for, for, the, for the owner. Um, because there was a, a airship or a will, I mean, a will that the the wife dies years before. Unfortunately, the house had to go for the kids. Mm -hmm. So I need to find the other two. I think there were two other kids involved in the transaction. So I was looking for them. I was looking for them. I asked the, one of the, of the brothers and, and they, never, they never show up. And one day they show up on the property and they were really, really mad that, um, that I was uh, buying the property. Uh, from the dad, the dad was losing the the, the, the property, uh, and uh, I paid the uh, the the money that I was owed to the bank to reinstate the account. The, the owner was losing the house, so I did that myself. But I didn't count on 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 the age the the how old the the owner was 
which he was um, older than 65. And if somebody's older than 65, you need to have somebody representing them or that. So he, he's very clear on, on the things. Um, to my understanding, what the title company told me. And because the kids, they were not there, and the other one that was on the property wasn't really into the transaction. Uh, I got into an argument with the with the other kids, and, and they were not happy about the situation. And, and, and I mean, one of the advices when you were dealing with the older individuals, uh, you got to make sure that somebody younger or, I mean, a son or somebody can really be there on the transaction. Because if um, something goes wrong, it, 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 you, you might be in trouble. So it was it wasn't a fun a fun transaction for me that that time. Yeah. So really, your two pieces of advice are: make sure you have a cushion for your rehab budget. So I know a lot of people like to plan for ten to twenty percent extra on their rehabs, and then when you're dealing with houses that are in probate, you know, make sure you're talking to the right people. It sounds like you went through probate with, or he was going into foreclosure. Foreclosure. An, an elderly guy who needed representation from his younger family, and they weren't all involved and ended up fighting in the end. Hey guys, this is Jordan Moorhead here, and I wanted to ask if you could do a huge favor for me. If you could go leave a review for this podcast wherever you're listening to it, that would really help me get this into the hands of other people that are interested in information about Austin real estate investing, and I'd be able to help more people. Thanks, guys. Right. Yes, to be more yes. To, to, uh, yep. It wasn't. It wasn't a fun tra- transaction. That that one. <laughs> no. And because I already invest money into the transaction. And, yep. Did you lose the money you invested? I would not say I lose the money. The the money is still uh, attached to the property. Um, I, di- I didn't want to pursue or go to court to, to get my money, mm-hmm. but uh, the, 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 I put a cloud on the, on the title. Yeah. Uh, whenever they want to sell the property, they, they have to give my money. So I'm not worried about that. Yeah. So you'll get paid someday. <laughs> yeah. I'm not worried. It was, it was a good amount, but, um, it doesn't bother me. It's part of, of doing business. Yeah. That's a good attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, What's one thing you'd tell a newer investor, Edgar, that's looking to get started, let's say, in flipping? If they want to get started flipping or wholesaling, what would you tell them? Uh, work on your relationships. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if somebody new or somebody old in the game, relationships is very, very important. Very, very important. Any kinds of relationship with the contractors, uh, with the buyers, with the lenders, with people in, in the game, with all the wholesalers. Like right now, I, I've been working, I, I bought like three properties myself from other wholesalers. And other wholesalers bring me properties for me to sell to, to investors. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm very grateful with uh, my relations that I create here in Austin and the relationships I had in, in previously in Baltimore. Like I have uh, somebody reach out to me from, from Baltimore. Hey, I want to start wholesaling. And he's been doing this business already. Uh, wholesaling and that and, and, and flipping and, and rentals. Uh, well, he'll be focused more into rentals and flipping. And he said, Edgar, I want to start wholesaling. And I said, like, look, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not coaching anyone. 
Yeah. I don't have assistant to coach. I don't have anything to to show you. I mean, I I know the things that I do, but I, I just don't have assistant. But I want you to coach me. I'm like, okay, let's do it then. Yeah. So, but um, because I I had that relationship with this individual, he trusts on me. I'm like, bro. I mean, like, I'm not. I don't have anything to to teach yeah. you. He's like, yeah, but I want you to teach me. I'm like, okay, let's do it then. So I want to do more like a partnership with him versus like I'm coaching him. But yeah, I, the relationship is uh, is number number one. I would say in in, in the business. Good okay. relationship. Yeah, real estate is a relationship business. You need to have good relationships. Like you said, if you want work done, you have to have good relationships with contractors. If you want to get deals, you have to have good relationships with wholesalers and realtors and really to do anything you need good relationship with all of these people that are going to work for you because there's a lot right title lenders wholesalers contractors painters everything so you need to keep all those people happy and that <laughs> that's a job in itself a lot of times exactly yeah wow. um edgar what's your best advice for people looking to invest in the austin area what is the what the best advice you say for people looking to invest in the Austin area, what would you tell somebody that came to you and said, Hey, I'm new. Maybe I've invested before, but I'm looking to invest in the Austin area now. To give me the money and I invested for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I don't know at this point. I don't, I don't know what to tell them. Mm -hmm. uh, I have to really, it will go case by case on what is their experience, their experience. Mm -hmm. and whether what they expect out of the the, the Austin market I have um, recently somebody reached out to me from Facebook uh, individual moving from Indiana and Edgar look we've been doing flips here in Indiana buying at 40 <laughs> putting 30 into into the property but we're looking to buy uh, lots in Austin cheap lots uh, for about thirty thousand dollars I'm like bro that's yeah that's that's no way to to find something like that here. And, and I mean, you can go probably in Bastrop or other places outside from Austin, but uh, there's no way. So I told them how the market was. They start looking. He, they bought a lot, very good price here in Austin. They put in two two homes, and they were one of the homes pre-sold before they finish it. They were planning to sell it for three seventy five. They they sold they put on the contract for four seventy five or four ninety five something like that, so they they gonna do great right. But they this individual they already have experience right in in the real estate. It's just the numbers that they were very very different from from uh, from Indiana to to Austin. Then I have another individual that called me very good good friend of mine uh, and he called me Edgar. I have like about. $300,000 saved, uh, and I wanted to, to go to Austin to start um, investing in real estate. And I mean, I, an individual like him, that he doesn't have an idea about real estate, I don't really know what to tell him, because if I bring him in, in, into the Austin market and, and they invest in a house, and, and they, I mean, they will not know how to manage the things here. I think it's... Um, is risky for somebody who's new to come here and put that much money into a property. It's good market to sell, definitely. But uh, yeah, I have to to know what is the the strategy or what they expect on the best thing. Yeah, I think that's important no matter what you're doing. Is you need to know what your goals are and what strategies you want to pursue. So if you want a lot of passive income, 
maybe you're not going out and buying flips. Correct. If you want to make a lot of money off of, off a decent amount of money right now, maybe you're flipping and developing property. If you're trying to grow your your money more quickly, flipping and developing can be great. But if you want that long term money, you probably need to do buy and hold or invest with somebody like you. They give you their money, right? Get a return on their money and not have to do anything. So, you know, like your friend with three hundred thousand, maybe he's better off investing with somebody else rather than buying one house here himself because he's not even going to get one house for that money a down payment on a house <laughs> exactly so again it's, it's case by case on based on on people's uh, experience on goals and it's it's not an easy market but this is what i tell the people right because a lot of people come and, and i have people tell me edgar you came to austin five years late and i was driving in austin when i moved here three years ago and i was like what are you talking about five years late and being here three years and I'm like, okay, Austin is growing. Instead of uh, you being scared because of the growth, uh, how expensive it gets, just take the opportunity and grow with Austin. That's my my advice for anyone. We just take advantage of the growth and, and how you want to jump on the boat mm-hmm. and grow with Austin and take advantage of um, this market. Yeah, the more uh, that you bring to the market, the, mar- the more the market is going to pay to you, like my mentor Jim Brown says. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's good advice. Um, nobody knows where the, the short-term future holds, but I think most people I talk to are very confident that Austin over a 10-year period is going to do really, really well. You know, maybe we'll have an issue in a few years, but I just don't think with all these tech companies and all these people and all this growth, that the housing market is going to suffer. That just doesn't logically make any sense. So, right. Yeah. You're, you're right. Take the opportunity to grow with the market. Stop saying, oh, I can't do this because this market's too crazy. Right. Figure out what you can do and then grow with Austin. Correct. Love it. Edgar, uh, what's your favorite business or mindset book that you like to recommend to people? What is the, 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 the one, the what again? What's your favorite business or mindset book that you like to recommend? Business or mindset book? Yeah, either one. Oh, I have a, I, I read a, a good books, but one of the best is How to Win and Influence Friends. Mm-hmm. Is that the correct title? I don't know. But uh, Dale you, Carnegie, How, how to, to Win. Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Yeah. Dale Carnegie, yes. I think that's uh, the book that um, every single individual, I mean, it's a must for everyone, either you're in business uh, or use with your relationships, with your family, with your friends. Yeah. And I think that that, that book should be a, in, in, the, in the education system to, to give to the kids in, uh, from growing up. That book is just really changed my mindset on, on how to approach people and how to talk to them and how to treat them on, with, with respect and dignity. And that, that book is, is the best sales book I, I ever read. And they might give you a strategies on the other sales books, but this one is, is really, really, really good. Really, really good book. Yeah. Great book. So How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Yes. Um, Edgar, how can people get a hold of you if they want to learn more about your business or maybe they have a deal they want to send over to you to look at? 
I mean, I have my, my cell phone or my email. Um, you want it to give it to you or? Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes too. But if you want to give it out right now, we're also live on Facebook here. So maybe okay. your cell phone number and your email so people can contact you. Yeah, my, the best way to send me deals would be through my email, edgar.pandainvestment at gmail.com. Uh, I'm the panda guy with uh, Panda Panda Homes. Oh. And Panda, Panda Investment Firm is the name of my of the main company, the umbrella uh, above Panda Homes. So that, that would be the, the best way to send me the deals. Panda, Edgar, that Panda investment at gmail.com awesome. and to, to uh, reach out to me on facebook uh, i show like edgar Mironicio a torres and i'm happy to to help i'm happy to share and again i the 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 best way i've been growing my business is through through relationships and facebook is uh, my number one tool to, to grow my business and sell my business here awesome um and we'll have all that in the show notes, guys. So when this podcast comes out, you'll be able to look in the show notes and find all of Edgar's contact information and how to get a hold of him. Edgar, last question here, probably the most important one we ask. What is your favorite restaurant in Austin? The favorite restaurant um, uh, is there's so many good restaurants, but the one that I, I, I get my best memories is the Lichas Cantina. It's... Um, I'm Mexican and I, I love the Mexican food. And I think that people in Austin make a twist into the Mexican food. Oh, yeah. It's not Tex-Mex. It's not Tex-Mex. It's, it's something else. Um, they call... What is it? Austin Mexican. Austin Mexican. They Sometimes they call it fine Mexican. Yeah. Or I would say in this case, Austin Mexican. It's just they, they make some... Yeah, they twist the... The concept and, and they make it really good uh, food here. And Liches Cantina, they have really good stuff. Mm-hmm. The uh, Huarache de Tuetano, which is a, like a bone marrow tostada, something like that, is really good. And the, the uh, there's a drink that they have the Mex- Mexican mule, which is the, the version of uh, the, 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 the vodka, uh, the, the Mosca mule. Is the Mexican meal, I think. So it's really good drink. Um, the the vibe, the music, I really like that. So, and that's that's also what I love Austin because uh, I grew up in Mexico for seventeen years, and I'm been I've been in US for eighteen years already. So the the culture, I, I I'm no belong to Mexico culture anymore. Neither I belong to to the USA culture because uh, I've been in in both places for for about the same time. Uh, of my life but here in austin is a mixture of my culture so i really i really love you yeah yeah leech's cantina is really good so check out leech's cantina it's on sixth street correct uh sixth street yeah sixth street and i think uh very close from 35 i remember what is the, the street the street across but it's i mean it's in sixth street on the east on the east side of, of 35 yeah awesome well, thank you so much, Edgar. We really enjoyed having you on today. Again, anybody that wants to reach out to Edgar, it's edgar.pandainvestments at gmail.com. Um, investment without the S at the end. Oh, investment. Edgar.pandainvestment at gmail.com. 
Director A. Torres on Facebook, and we will have all his contact information in the show notes. So reach out to Edgar. He'd love to do a deal with you. Yeah, it, it was great to to uh, to be in the podcast, uh, Jordan. I really appreciate it. And one one more thing that I didn't mention is that uh, right now we we me and my partner I have a partner that I start doing uh, deals here in Austin. We're looking to for land to build apartments. Oh, right now we are uh, we are crossing our fingers to get a, a a property that we're looking to put sixty to one hundred and twenty units depending on uh, the best use of the land. So uh, right now my partner, he's uh, doing a development in Denver, 1,400 units uh, next to the airport. So we're looking to bring the, the same concept here. We're looking for, for lots on the opportunity zone uh, and also in, in, in a good zone for, for development on, on into condos or uh, apartments, or we can do single families uh, on the large scale. So, yeah, and again, relationships. Yeah, absolutely. So reach out to Edgar if you have a lot of land that you want to sell in an opportunity zone. Correct. All right. Thank you so much for coming on, Edgar. We will talk here soon. Thank you so much, Jordan. I appreciate you having me in, in, in your podcast. I really appreciate it a lot. Thank you.